Welcome to the Reunion Podcast. I am, as always, Jordan. A uh, couple things I want to plug before we get the show started tonight that one of which we've already talked about on the show, one of which we keep forgetting to talk about on the show. Uh, on the next Review Name podcast, we are going to do a discussion of Top of the Lake, the Sundance BBC miniseries starring Elizabeth Moss. Um, we're going to talk about all seven episodes. We're going to get into it. Um, so if you haven't watched Top of the Lake and if you want to really take part in our conversation with us, go out and watch it. Otherwise, as always, we will talk about it spoiler-free first before we dig into anything serious. I also want to say, on the next show, we will be reviewing, uh, returning to the Review Name Movie Club and talking about Undefeated, the documentary. So... If you want to be a part of that as well, same rules apply. Um, top of the lake and undefeated next week on the show. Now, uh, with me on the show this evening, we have Sam. Hello. And Chris. Hello. Um, I always say evening, and I always say I always say evening, even though you can listen to this whenever you'd like, listeners. We're not even recording it at night. I would um, actually, actually prefer, prefer that they listen, listen to it in the evening. evening. Yeah, I feel like evening is better. Like, sit back at the end of your long day with, like, a, a stiff drink and uh, yeah, a turn, podcast. Turn the lights, lights down, down a little bit, bit you, know, you know, just... just... Put your, put your feet up. up. Start a fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Start nice. a fire. <laughs> I don't think that's usually how people say it when they talk about, like, a fireplace fire. <laughs> they're starting a fire. They're in their they're smoking like, jacket. Burn, burn down your house. <laughs> yeah, burn, burn, go ahead. Burn down your house. Listen to the podcast. Burn down your house. You know, neighbors. Well, yeah, break into someone else's house, listen to the podcast, and then burn it down. That's uh, what we really suggest. <laughs> all right oh, the show has been on for what like a minute and a half and we're already going off the rails um tonight on the podcast we're going to talk at seat tonight again we're going to talk about the emmy nominations um really sort of digging deep on what we think about the good the bad and the ugly of those and we're going to get into comic-con and see what's been going on down in san diego um what cool things to look out for and what things we think have gone right and wrong with the festival um so with that why don't we sort of Dive right into the Emmys. We're skipping over our news roundup this week because, frankly, the two things we're going to talk about are mostly what our news roundup would be. Um, so why don't we start by talking about let's let's do supporting actor and supporting actress. That seems like a good idea, right? Any objections, guys? None no. at all. Excellent. This is a good place to start, as any. Why don't we start with supporting actor in a drama series? I think the Emmys usually start there, right? Yeah, I think they usually. Start with the supporting guys. So uh, I know I don't I never remember if they start with actor and drama or actor yeah, and comedy, yeah. but some supporting actor gets uh, up first. So first, I'll uh, go ahead and read off the nominees, and then I'll kick it to one of you, and you can talk about what your feelings on them are, and then we'll sort of bounce back and forth a little bit. Um, supporting actor in a drama series: the nominees are Bobby Cannavale for uh, Boardwalk Empire, Jonathan Banks for Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul for Breaking Bad, Jim Carter for Downton Abbey. Peter Dinklage for Game of Thrones, and Mandy Patinkin for Homeland. Um, why don't we start with you, Sam? What are your thoughts on the supporting actor in a drama series? Um, I think it's an incredibly strong group. The only show um, I don't watch in this um, group is Boardwalk Empire. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that Jonathan Banks did get a nomination for his last season on Breaking Bad. I don't think he'll win. I think I think Peter Dinklage will probably win because Banks and Paul might split the Breaking Bad vote. Um, but, you know, if Banks won, Paul won, Dinklage won. Honestly, even if Manny Patinkin won, I'd be okay. Uh, yeah, but it was it was just, like, not a great season. It was, I would say it was, yeah, not a great season of Homeland, but he was 
often one of the best parts of the season. I mean, true. He will. He does have that beard. So that beautiful, beard. beautiful beard. Just want so to run your fingers through it. But uh, uh, yeah, this is a strong group. I'm trying to think. Anyone come to mind immediately who you feel like was snubbed? Maybe Mads Mikkelsen. If he yeah. Was, uh, supporting. I would say. I mean, there are a few drama shows that I think are going to come up a whole lot and are talking about things that I wish had been nominated. Um, two off the top of my head for supporting actor. Obviously, Matt Mickelson for Hannibal, a show that I knew wasn't going to get any Emmy love because no one watches it, but think probably should have garnered a whole ton of nominations that, again, we'll talk about it as we go along. Um, the other one that I think, and I don't think, in fact, I know he's never been nominated for the show, uh, but it's a friggin' travesty. Um, I think Walton Goggins should be nominated for Justified. Um, really, every season. He's, I uh, com- could, could not agree more. more. I, he's I, I think that, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so... Go ahead, Chris. Has, has Justified, Justified ever earned any Emmy? Emmy uh, Justified's chosen? been nominated before, yeah. I think uh, Oliphant's been nominated for actor, and I think uh, the show's actually been nominated for drama before. I can't okay. guarantee that. Let me look this up while it's, we're talking. Sure, sure. And it's, it's just, just, just touch on the shows really quickly. I think it's a shame that, that it, it, if, if it was nominated before, before, I think it was a shame that it was nominated this season. I've talked since like fourth season, and I think it was undoubtedly strong season of Justified. Yeah, um, I think uh, it's rare, but I think season four of Justified was the best season so far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in terms, terms of, of who, who I'd like, I, I, this, this is a category, category where I only watch, watch um, two, two of the shows, of the shows so, so I only, only experience with three, three of the nominees. nominees. Um, um, I personally would like, like to see, I don't, I don't think, think John Banks, Banks will win, but, but of the two, three performances I'm familiar with, for me, he was the strongest this year. Um, I know I, know I, need, I need to watch Homeland, I get caught up on um, Downton Abbey, Abbey. Boardwalk Empire, I how lost Lost just a long time ago, ago. And, and even though, though I've heard Ward since it's gotten, gotten a lot better, better the past season or so, uh, I, just I just can't really muster the enthusiasm to dive back into it. So if I had to choose between Aaron Paul, Jonathan Banks, and Peter Dinklage, I think for me, the standout performance this year was Jonathan Banks. Um... I'm going to pause you for a minute to correct what I said a minute ago. Sure. Goggins sure. was nominated for season two. Oh, good. Um, which is great because he deserves to be. Obviously, Mar- Margot Martindale won, which we hadn't mentioned yet. Um, she won Supporting Actress for season two. Uh, it has not been nominated for Best Drama Series, which is insane. Because, um, I mean, if you're going to do the six nominee structure that they have right now, I, I, I don't think Justified has had a season where I think it's the best drama on television, but I think it's had several seasons where it's one of the six best dramas on television. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So to correct, Goggins has been nominated before, has not won yet for a role that he absolutely should be winning Emmys for. Um, and Margot Martindale completely deserved her Emmy. This was a great season of television. Uh, I think. I think ultimately of the nominees, I would have to agree with you. I want Banks to win. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's been the unsung uh, like MVP of that show for a while. I mean, Mike was never a big character, and I don't even know how large a character Mike was intended to be when he was first introduced. He was sort of like a, a one-off who popped up every now and then. But even when he was a very small character on the show, Jonathan Banks just took every monologue he was given and knocked it out of the park. I mean, yeah, Mike yeah. was always one of the most compelling characters on the fringes of the show. And season five finally brought him to the center of the show a little bit more and really let him stand toe-to-toe with Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston, and he didn't miss a step. Um... I mean, Peter uh, Dinklage is, is always incredible, but I think Jonathan Banks was my supporting turn of the year, probably. 
I, I, I could, could be, be completely, completely wrong, wrong, but, but um, it, it, it just, just seemed like, like based, based on, on the circumstances, circumstances under which he first became, became a character on the show, show that this, this was, was a case, case where, where the writers felt in love so much with his performance and this character that the role kind of greatly expanded there. So I think that was the testament just how great John Banks is and how much of a wonderful performance he gave for something that is... A supporting, a supporting role, like, like a, a role that really, really just, just bolstered everything, everything else around him. So, so I, I don't I think he'll win, win but, but I'd love, I'd love to, see to see it. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I would say he's. I don't, I don't think he's the longest shot um, in the nominee pile. I don't watch Boardwalk Empire. I have no idea how Bobby Cannavale is on the show. I think he's a very good actor. I'm sure he's doing cool stuff. Um, but I would put uh, maybe Jim Carter as the longest shot. Downton Abbey gets gets uh, acting nominations a lot, but yeah, I always yeah. kind of go, really? <laughs> uh, not that okay, it's okay. not a well-acted show, but it's always sort of surprising to me. Uh, uh, should we move on to, to the supporting actress? actress? Uh, do you want to do actress in a drama or actor in a comedy first? Uh, however you'd like, like to, go. to go. Either. Either. Um, why don't we... Knockout Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, and then we'll do okay, the cool. actress, Supporting Actresses. Um, so the nominees for Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, Adam Driver from Girls, Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family, Ed O'Neill from Modern Family, Ty Burrell from Modern Family, a show I will get tired of saying the name for by the end of this conversation, yeah. uh, Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live, and Tony Hale from Veep. Um, so Chris, why don't we start with you and your thoughts on these? Um, I mean, I... Mean, I, I you know, you know, Modern, modern family, family Love is nothing, nothing new. At the, at the Emmys, the Emmys love that, that show. And they've had ever since its first, first season. And I, and I think in, in first season, it, it may have been deserved, maybe not, not to the extent, extent that, that the show received adoration from, from both, both the critics and, and from the Emmys. Emmys. Um, but, but I think that was a show that definitely peaked in its first season, was definitely doing something in its first season that I found very entertaining, entertaining and heartwarming. Ever, ever since then, it's just kind of been steadily losing my enthusiasm because, because the jokes, jokes, it feels like, like the jokes, the jokes are, becoming are becoming more and more, more, more cliche. cliche. The, um, the episodes and wrap-ups wrap -ups are becoming more and more, more, and more trite. trite. It's, 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 it's just, I, I, it's, it's, I kind of tend to roll, tend to roll my eyes now whenever my family, family gets, gets tossed into the nomination because to me it always seems like the safe choice. It always seems like the... Just, just the eventual choice, and it just it it, it pisses, pisses me off. Like, like every year, kind of clean up, up. And, and they, they take away some great categories, categories where there are other actors or other series that are doing, doing some much more, much more impressive, impressive work. work but, but it's modern, modern family. family. Every, every year, year. <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> maybe they didn't clean up as much last, last year, but the year before that, I just remember it was like every category, modern family. So I'm hoping we don't see a repeat of that this year. Um, that, that said, said I, I, for this, this category, category, I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. I think, I think I, think I would lean Adam Driver, Driver from Girls, Girls if I wanted to say who I want to see win. win. Um, I think, I think he'd be my choice. choice. Um, now you're talking a lot about how you don't think Modern Family should be nominated, and I agree with you on that point. Um, if you could take those three slots the Modern Family took up and throw them to anyone else, uh, you don't have to come up with three off the top of your head, but who are other sure, people sure. you might nominate? Um, you know, you know I, would, I, would I would love to see Adam Cowley from Happy, Happy Endings, Endings get recognized. Get recognized. Um, I would, I would love, love to see, uh, um, what, what, what is his name? name? Uh, 
Maxwell Greenfield, Greenfield, I think, I think is, is Max Greenfield. Yeah, Max, Max Greenfield, Greenfield from, from, from New Girl. Girl I would, I think, I think absolutely, absolutely hands down, down deserves an Emmy nomination for best, best outstanding actor in supporting comedy series. series. Um, um, he, he is. is I, I, I think I, every time that show comes up, I talk about just how impressed I am with Max Greenfield, just especially because like he's a guy where like. You've, You've seen, seen Max, Max Greenfield, Greenfield in, in multiple, multiple things, things before he went and done New Girl. He's, he's, he's a, a perpetual guest, guest star. He's, he's been, been he's done, he's done an, an arc of some, some sort, sort pretty, pretty much every show, show you, you've, you've watched. watched. You've, you've seen, seen him, him pop, pop up around. around. And to and finally, finally see him land, land in a regular show, show and to really, really I think, be, at least when that show was finding its feet, the comedic powerhouse that really helped it through its, you know, learning to kind of Finding, finding balance, balance learning, learning to run. run. Uh, uh, I, think I think he definitely, definitely deserves recognition for his work. work. Um, yeah. As for a six, six. About... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead Offerman. Yeah, I think Offerman, absolutely. I don't think has he, he hasn't been nominated for Ron Swanson, which is insane. Like, it seems like maybe one of the, <clears> the things where it's like he might get nominated all the time for it but never win, but he hasn't even been nominated Um Adam Scott, also from Parks and Rec, I feel like should probably have a nomination. Um, if Rob Lowe wouldn't always submit himself as an actor, he might pick yeah. up a nomination just because the Emmys like him. <laughs> right. I feel like Tracy Morgan probably could even get in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I would. I would say um, if I had my druthers. Uh, Several shows that have not really been recognized at all that I think on the comedy side would be recognized. New Girl, which got recognized a fair deal uh, last season and I think was way better this season and isn't recognized virtually at all, which is strange to me. Um, Happy Endings, obviously, Chris and I are always tri- triumphing that and talking to you about how it's one of the best comedies on TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so definitely that. Um, it was the third I was going to throw out there. Though, obviously, Offerman on Parks and Rec is like... That's one of the things that I think people will be disparaging the Emmys and talking about how the Emmys suck for years and years and using Nick Offerman's failure to even get nominated for, I mean, one of the best comedic performances on television and creating one of the those like breakout characters that will be a classic sitcom character for anyone who's watched Parks and Rec. Um, so that's always going to be disappointing. Um, Sam, other people you would like to be nominated? Thoughts on who is nominated and who you'd like to win? Um, well, in this group, who I want to win, I think I want to see Bill Hader win. I, I promise you it'll be someone, one of the three guys from Modern Family, because it's yeah. safe and boring. Um, but I feel like if Bill, like, Bill Hader, I feel like, has been the Saturday Night Live MVP for years now, and he's leaving, and I feel like it would be a good, a good send-off for his SNL career when he he jumps into the sea of other television slash movies. Um, and I think he definitely deserves it. He's been one of their most versatile players. I always think it's unfair to have Saturday Night Live in the same category, like Best Supporting Actor. Um, on the one hand, you, you get to see Hater do a, a huge, much wider range of things than you get see the other people do. But I think Emmy voters are accustomed to, like, I really like the depth this person showed with this character this season. Like, I love this particular arc. And I think that the Saturday Night Live players, who are usually the ones who get nominated especially, are excellent. Um, just are at a disadvantage being put up against people who developed a character over the course of the season. 
Yeah, yeah, but, but I think there's, there's, that's a problem in, in terms, terms of if, if you were to shuffle it off into its own category, I don't know what that category would be. I mean, if it's... If they it's used like to do variety uh, show stuff, right? Sketch, sketch comedy, comedy variety. variety. Well, they do variety. variety. Like, I, yeah. yeah, they do variety shows, but they don't have uh, like a performer, so they don't have like performer in a variety show, right? Okay, okay. which I guess would be like your late night host slash Saturday Night Live people. Um, okay, but I guess they'd have to create that category. Uh, uh, should, should we move on? on? Yeah, sure. um, I think yeah, we've yeah. covered supporting actor in a comedy series a lot. Why don't we do supporting actress in a drama series? The yeah, nominees yeah. here are Anna Gunn for Breaking Bad, Maggie Smith for Downton Abbey. Emilia Clark for Game of Thrones, Christine Baranski for The Good Wife, Marina Baccarin for Homeland, and Christina Hendricks for Mad Men. Uh, Sam, why don't we start with you this time? What are your thoughts on the nominees? What are your thoughts on people that you'd like to have seen nominated? Who do you think might win? Um, again, I think this is a pretty damn good uh, list, except I'm not a huge Marina Baccarin fan on Homeland. Um, I, I, I'm hoping to actually see Anna Gunn win just because she's been she's been amazing on Breaking Bad and while the guys on Breaking Bad get so much credit, she has really been fantastic this whole series. And of course, Christina Hendricks, any any decent American would root for her. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm glad Amelia Clark got a nomination after after having a season of just like wandering around looking for her dragons. She finally got something to do this season, and she's good at it. She's good when you actually give her something to do. So I'm definitely happy with the list. Uh, Chris? For me, For it's me, Amelia it's Clark. Clark. Uh, uh, the, the transformation, transformation that, that she sold this season, season. the uh, air of regalness she really started, started to embody, and especially, especially for her work during the end of... Um, uh, uh, the, the episode, episode where, where she unleashes her, her forces against, against the slave city. city. I, I forget what, what, which, which episode, episode that was, but that, that those sequences she had this season were, I mean, I mean I, I, of, of course, course Anna Gunn Gun and Christina Hendricks are doing incredible work. work. They, they are every season. season. I, I can't, can't say enough good things about their performances, but for me, if you want to talk about somebody going from a good performance to something that I would call next level, for me, For me, it's Amelia Clark. Um, I, I mean, I agree that Amelia Clark is great. I agree that Anna Gunn is great. Um, and Christina Hendricks. Honestly, as we've already said, uh, with the possible exception of Marina Baccarin, who I really like, but I don't know that Homeland, uh, her performance on Homeland is really the place I'd like to see her pick up an Emmy because I just don't know that the show gives her as much to do as it does a lot of its other characters. And I feel like she's one of those nominees where the Emmys sometimes they get a show that they just love and they're like, well, we, uh, we need to throw a nomination for that show in this slot. Um, I feel like I understand uh, Claire Danes. I understand uh, Damien Lewis. I understand Mandy Patinkin. Marina Baccarin feels like this popular show. Um, you know, she feels like uh, a coattail nomination, if you will. But I want to give a shout out uh, to Christine Baranski on The Good Wife, who has, I mean, for the entire history of the show, been giving... One of the best performances, I think, on TV, um, and playing one of the best written female characters on television. Um, so, if I can see Christine Baranski walk away with the nominate uh, with the the win, I'm a very happy camper. She's an incredible actress. Um, she really, I mean, even The Good Wife had an uneven fourth season, but even uh, when the show wasn't doing well, whatever she was on the camera, it was great. Um, and she can make material that even is uh, might be a little weaker, just soar. Um, so. I would pick Christine Baranski, uh, and honestly, I'm glad to see her get recognized because I think she's giving fantastic performance. Um, 
anyone want to shout out a few snubs before we move on because we don't want to spend the entire show on the Emmys? Nope. Okay, yeah. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so, so many, many you could in any category. category. Like, I, I, I just, just want to throw in there real quick. quick. Well, well, no, no, no I, I, let's, let's talk about, about that later. Let's move on. on. Okay. Uh, supporting actress in a comedy series. Uh, we've got Mayim Bialik from The Big Bang Theory, Jane Lynch from Glee, Sofia Vergara from Modern Family, Julie Bowen from Modern Family, Merritt Weaver from Nurse Jackie, Jane Krakowski from 30 Rock, and Anna Chlumsky from Veep. Chris? Um, I, would I would say, say maybe this, this is the category, category I'm not quite, quite as impressed with as, as I have, have been with other categories, categories this year. Um, I'm not a huge fan, fan of, of um, a, lot a lot of these shows. shows. I, don't I don't even watch, watch many, of many of them, to be honest with you. I think... I would, I would have, have to, to if, if, I, if, I, if it if came down, down to it. it I, think, I think. Well, well I think, think Anna Chomsky from Veep. Veep. For, me, for me, that would that be, would be my, my pick from that, that category. category. All right. Any uh, people you wish had been nominated to throw in there? Yes. yes. All three of the female actresses from. All three of the actresses from Happy Endings. Yeah, seriously. Like, that's. If you want to put three three people from the same show in one category. Best, Best supporting comedy, comedy actress, the happy, happy endings women. They, they all deserve, deserve it. it. And unlike, uh, on, honestly, unlike Modern Family, where I feel like everyone's giving sort of a, a samey, like, standard comedic performance, I yeah, feel yeah. like all three of those actresses play vastly different characters uh, in really interesting ways, and they all develop their own sort of comedic sensibility and characterization. Um, I think any of them could uh, have been nominated, and really any of them deserve an Emmy. Yeah. yeah. So those were going to be my big ones. Um, Sam, thoughts on the nominees? Thoughts on people you'd throw in? Well, I think um, Sofia Vergara or Julie Bowen will win because I don't know why the fuck not. Um, I really, actually, I really hope Jane Krakowski wins, um, just because she she has always been kind of really great on Thirty Rock, um, even though she's never. I don't think she's the first person you think of from Thirty Rock for being great. You usually think of Tina Fey, Baldwin you know, or Tracy Morgan. But she has kind of been quietly a rock for that series. Um, as for people I want nominated, um, any of the ladies from Archer who are all pretty hilarious, um, I would have liked to see have seen a nomination for, speaking of women from Archer, um, Arrested Development kind of got shut out. Yeah. And I would have liked to see uh, Jessica Walters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Jessica Walter, excuse me. Yeah, yeah who stole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who stole the nice. show whenever she was... Really, Jessica Walters should be nominated for both shows, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's fantastic on both, and I thought she was... You know, I talked about how I didn't really love uh, this season of Arrested Development. She is still one of the, you know, one of the funniest women on television, as far as I'm concerned. She's so good at what she does. And she's so good at that, playing that character, which you know you could say are pretty similar characters on Archer and uh, Arrested Development. But she's so goddamn good at it. Yeah, and I think and, I think she really does work to make them different enough. Um, they're I mean they're very similar characters, and uh, I've seen her interviewed, and she goes, "Yeah, I guess," but I, I don't really think of them that way. And I mean, having watched you know season four of Archer and season four of Arrested Development very close to each other, I think she really does a good job of differentiating them, um, even as they are similar characters. Yeah. yeah. Either way, still funny, and I, I think she, she deserves a nom. 
And also Aubrey Plaza, who's yeah. always fucking hilarious on Parks and Rec. Another Parks and Rec. Uh, Parks and Rec pretty much got shut out except for Tina Fey's nominee. Uh, excuse me, uh, Amy, Amy Poehler's nominee. Mm-hmm. And Amy Poehler will lose. So yeah, Probably she's she's like Fey. a token nomination. I feel like the Emmys eventually figured out like we need to give this show something. And Amy Poehler's always incredible on it, so it's easy to throw her a slot. Um, but I, I just don't know if she's ever going to win, and it's such a shame. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I do want to shout out back to supporting actor in a comedy series we forgot to mention uh, that I think Will Arnett probably gave the best performance in Arrested Development Season 4, um, and I would like to see him get a nomination. As for supporting actress, I think you guys covered pretty much everyone that I wanted to throw a nomination to, specifically Chris, the three moder- or the three happy endings ladies, who were all yeah, just yeah. fantastic. Um, and Sam, I've got to agree with you. Jane Krakowski for 30 Rock, she was my least favorite character by far in the first maybe two or three seasons of the show. Um, I, I just thought she was giving an over-the-top, sort of way-too-showy performance that was really sort of, it felt self-centered, not in a way that the character was, but more like they were just giving Krakowski a lot of things that she liked to do. For example, all of the the showy singing that that the character did a lot. But I feel like somewhere along the road, both Krakowski and the writers figured out uh, how to do Jenna right. And she suddenly became this, like, completely insane, off-the-wall, non-sequitur-spouting, brilliant caricature of like the self-centered celebrity and i mean i've always thought jane krakowski was a fine actress but i don't think she's ever done better work than she did in the last three or four years with 30 rock so especially for as great as the last season was give krakowski the statue please that'd be great (laughs) and emmy said no we're giving it to julie bowen (laughs) julie bowen again because she was julie bowen in something (laughs) Didn't you guys like the episode where she was exasperated by her family? <laughs> great one. But the they, layers. They, they, afterwards, she learned a lesson, lesson about, about how great family is. is. Yeah, and like, then they all hug really, each other. She doesn't really hate her husband and kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why don't we move on? Lead actor in a drama series. Uh, we've got Hugh Bonneville for Downton Abbey. Brian Cranston for Breaking Bad. Jeff Daniels for The Newsroom, John Hamm for Mad Men, Damian Lewis for Homeland, and Kevin Spacey for House of Cards. Uh, whose turn is it? One of you go. Uh, you know, you know what? what? I, I think... think um, hang on a second. I, I, I think that I would, I would like, like to see, see it... I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's for, me, for me. It's really, really tough. tough. I, I don't watch Homeland. I, I wish, wish I had been caught, caught up on it in time, time to, to maybe, maybe I'll try and get caught up before the Emmys break out. So it's gonna happen. Um, for me, the easy answer is either Brian Cranston or John Hamm. But if I had to wager a guess of what I think will happen, I think they're either gonna give it to Jeff Daniels just for the conversation. I think they're gonna just just continue the Emmy buzz. They're gonna give it to Jeff Daniels to make history with. I mean, I mean, not, not, not Jeff, 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 not Jeff, 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 um, I mean, I guess I guess Cranston could win since he's kind of Emmy darling and he's won a bunch of times. 
but Damian Lewis, I think, has kind of been like the recent, you know, the recent pick for them. Um, they're not going to give it to John Ham because I don't know. They just don't like him for some reason, or maybe I guess he just keeps getting beat by Cranston. And I think it's when it's all said and done, John Ham will have zero Emmys for playing Don Draper, which is a a television award crime as far as I'm concerned. But I think they're going to give it to Kevin. Spacey, not because they're trying to make waves with history, but they're going to give it to Kevin Spacey because he's a movie actor. They reward the movie actor for, quote, slumming it on television, Golden Globe style, if I had to make a prediction. Um, I, I it's sort not of... Kevin Spacey, I think it's going to be Damian Lewis, because I think... Sorry, go ahead, Jordan. No, I, I was going to say exactly what you said. I think Damian Lewis is the front runner uh, running into this. I just think the Emmys get into, I don't want to say ruts, but patterns where if they've liked someone's performance uh, and they've won the previous year, they are automatic front runner status, regardless of how their performance was in the following season. I think the Emmys are just like, yeah, that guy, he's still doing the same role that we liked before. Um, I think that sometimes is dead on and benefits people like Brian Cranston, who deserves to win all the Emmys in the world for every time he does anything on Breaking Bad, because... I yeah, think yeah. it is the best performance on television, but I think sometimes you get, you know, the, the Julie Bowens or the Modern Family cast as a whole, where it's like, you just kept doing it, and we're going to keep rewarding that. Um, so I could easily see Damian Lewis winning. I won't be upset if he wins. Again, I don't think last season of Homeland was great TV, but I do think the acting on it was phenomenal. Um, so if he wins, cool. Uh, I would say Kevin Spacey in House of Cards is is the outside chance at upsetting him, just... Because, like you said, Sam, he's slumming it. Um, I think I don't really want to spend any more time on this because I think everyone covered what I was going to say. John Hamm will probably never win an Emmy for playing Don Draper. That is a travesty. Um, I, I I don't really know what Hugh Bonneville's doing here. I mean, I like him, but I don't they like him. They have seven nominees. I mean, I don't know how they. And none of them are Hugh Dancy. None of for them. For six nominees. It's if you're going to nominate, if you're going to nominate one Hugh, <laughs> really, Bonneville is the one you went with. Or if you're going to nominate one English guy playing an American guy. Well, Hugh Bonneville's not playing American, but otherwise yeah, but Damian, I agree. But Damian Lewis is. Damian Lewis is. Is he English? I thought he was Australian. He's English. Okay. He's one of those foreign places, right? <laughs> um, why don't we move on from this? I think we've said all we need to say on that one and go to lead actress in a drama series. Um, the nominees are Connie Britton for Nashville, Claire Danes for Homeland, Michelle Dockery for Downton Abbey, Vera Farmiga for Bates Motel, Elizabeth Moss for Mad Men, Kerry Washington for Scandal, and Robin Wright for House of Cards. Chris? Uh, uh, I was surprised, surprised to see Bates, Bates Motel pop up. That was a show I really haven't heard really anything about uh, recently. So, so for me, that was, that was kind of the thing that raised my eyes to see that, that um, there's apparently something worth talking about with Bates Motel. It kind of makes me a little bit interested about that. Should anybody else... Uh, was anybody so surprised by that? Was that, that? No, no one. I'm, not no I'm still not particularly yeah, yeah. interested in watching. It. No, no, me either. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just interested, interested by that. It's like a show, like a show I've heard no conversation, conversation about whatsoever. whatsoever. Um, I've heard, I've heard it here and there, and I'm not surprised to see her nominated, mostly because yeah, I think yeah. Vera Farmiga is good and is well respected. Um, but I don't plan on watching the show, and yeah. I mean, even if she wins, I don't think I'll go. I gotta check that out. Um, go ahead, Chris. I, I, I don't, don't really watch, watch a lot of these shows. shows. Yeah, I gotta be honest, honest with you. Like most, most of these shows, shows I don't watch. watch. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I watched Mad, Mad Men and, and I saw House of Cards, and that's it for this category. category so I, I really can't weigh in on 
a lot of the others because I'm not really familiar with the performances. I know that um, at least around, around here, here like, uh, like DC area is kind of crazy for scandal, like almost as much as House of Cards. Like DC just loves those two things. I'm not sure if that's as widespread for scandal as it is for House of Cards. I think House of Cards is pretty much. Um, very, very popular right now everywhere, but like scandal seems to also be just um, like, like a buzz, buzz show right now, but uh, one that I haven't really heard great critical response to. Um, I've actually heard a lot of critics that love it. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's right, something right. that I plan to catch up on at some point, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I can't tell you <laughs> when. when. Jordan right, exactly. There's just too much yeah. TV. So well, it'll, it'll be on my to-do list for the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so if I, 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 I choose, choose one, one this category, category right, I'd, I'd say Elizabeth Moss, Moss, but again, I don't, don't really have, have a whole lot of basis, basis to judge the others on. Sam? Um, I'm going to be rooting for Elizabeth Moss in this category just because I don't think she's won yet for Mad Men, and she's been so excellent over the years that, you know, another Mad Men actress that absolutely deserves an Emmy like Christina Hendricks. Um, and like if, every not, actress. if not Elizabeth Moss, um, <laughs> then I'm going to root for Connie Britton. I haven't seen a single episode of Nashville, but I will just close my eyes and pretend she's winning for Friday Night Lights, which she should have won. <laughs> so uh, that's all I've got. I'm sure Claire Danes will win. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would like to see Elizabeth Moss win just because she's so good on Mad Men every season and hasn't won yet. Um but honestly, of this category, I would say the best performance is, is Claire Danes. Um, I wasn't upset at all when she won last year. I won't be upset if she wins again this year. Um, again, uh, I think we've said it already, but I'll say it once more. Homeland did not have a great second season, but it was still phenomenally acted on all fronts. Um, and really, that was the best thing the show had going for it last year. So I don't mind if they were the actors, because they did great. Um, why don't we well, move I will on? be upset, oh. not because Homeland, not because Claire Danes doesn't deserve it, but I feel like Elizabeth Moss deserves it more. I think Elizabeth Moss deserves it more, although I think Elizabeth Moss has deserved it more for other seasons than she did for this last season. Um, not that she wasn't great in season six, but I feel like there are several other times I would have uh, seen Elizabeth Moss win the Emmy and been much happier than I would in, in, for her season six performance. Either way, if this is one of those, like, we got to give her an Emmy at some point for the role... Now is a great time. And she was great in season six. I don't mean to disparage what she did this year. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say. Why don't we move on uh, to... We just did the two dramas back-to-back, so let's do the comedic performances. Lead actor in a comedy series, Jason Bateman for Arrested Development, Louis C.K. for Louis, uh, Don Cheadle for House of Lies, Matt LeBlanc for Episodes, Jim Parsons for The Big Bang Theory, and Alec Baldwin for 30 Rock. Uh, Sam? Um, let me just say that I don't understand. Everything I've heard about episodes has been that it's absolutely awful. Yet, Emmy gives it love, and it, and Matt LeBlanc won a Golden Globe, I think, for it. Um, it's a Hollywood inside show. Hollywood people love that. <laughs> uh, just quickly, I, I I think Alec Baldwin has a good shot at winning just because it was kind of his, obviously, his swan song from 30 Rock and probably from television. Um I feel like Jason Bateman was not the Arrested Development actor to get that should have gotten this nomination. I think it should have been Will Arnett. Um, Jim Parsons, another guy who might win just because he keeps winning. Right. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc, I have no idea. Louis C.K., he's my guy who should win because he is on the, probably the, I mean, 
the best comedy on TV and a show that I go back and forth on being just the best show on television, period, with Louis. And he he does, you know, I don't think he gets enough credit for doing so many different things. I mean, he does drama on his show and he does different types of comedy. He does like bizarro surreal comedy and he and, has like these serious moments thrown in there. He does heavy lifting. I mean, he and, does all the lifting on Louie, really. Yeah, and I think he grounds the show and it's his performance that allows it to do literally whatever it wants from week to week. I mean, Absolutely. it can be a completely different show and it, it feels natural just because of his presence. And I don't mean just because he's on the camera, you know. I think I think he plays the character in a way that allows that character to be transplanted to any situation and yet still grounds it in what the show is is sort of trying to do. Um, exactly. I mean, he could be in a situation, like, for example, the episode with Melissa Leo, that's about, that's about things happening to him. That's about him being in, put in a strange situation with this woman. And he's just, he's there and things are happening to him. And that's, and it works from his performance. But then in a completely different episode, you know, he goes to China and it's about him like searching for something on this lonely holiday. And it's a completely different thing. And he's driving the story. I feel like this season you had, uh, you had him romance Melissa Leo and Parker posing in very different ways. You had him uh, trained to be uh, taking over for David Letterman, uh, which was just, that alone is worth that, 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 those yeah, three that, episodes. I mean, I think, yeah, I think just the gamut that you saw him run in the last season of Louie, that, that is my performance pick. Um, definitely. And you know what? What's great? Louis got nominated for I think uh, five hundred thousand Emmys this year because since he has his hands in everything and everything he does is so amazing, he has writing Emmy nominations, directing, editing, acting. He's got it all. He is he is the best, and he deserves to win. And I'm sure Jim Parsons will beat him because that is a more nuanced performance, I guess. Look, if Louis doesn't win, and I think he should, I think we're probably all agreeing. Chris, you can disagree if you'd like, but I don't. I doubt you will. If if Louis doesn't win, I want to see Alec Baldwin win. Um, he gave one of the best comedic performances on television for the entire series, and I think we've talked about it on the show before. If not, I'll say it now. I think Thirty Rock has one of the greatest final seasons in sitcom history, um, and so I'd like to see it take home a lot of trophies in recognition of that. Chris. You know, you know what? I, I, I you guys, you guys well, well know, know that, that I have not watched all of Louie. I'm not. I figured you would have the spent biggest... all of your time since the last time we yelled at you with this catching up. Yeah, yeah, you would have thought, thought, but I just never learned. learned. <laughs> uh, I, you're not, you don't love you Louis, know what? But I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you because, because I, I, although that I haven't, I haven't gotten into that show. I haven't. Had the, had the time, time to just watch, watch everything from the beginning to get caught up on it. I, 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 I still recognize what Louis is doing from the episodes I've seen. And I, I for me, that's, that's definitely should be acknowledged. That definitely should be celebrated. Uh, in terms of the rest of the category, yeah, I agree with you. Alec Baldwin is another great choice from that category. Uh, Jason Bateman... This, this is not the season for him to be nominated for Arrested Development, just because I think what Jason Bateman had to do in previous seasons of Arrested Development was much more impressive than what he had to do this time around. This time around, he was part of the ensemble. He was great. Uh, Will Arnett was the star for me for this season. I don't think anyone was disagree on that. But um, he, 
it, it, before he kind of had to anchor, anchor like he, he had to make a straight man, man not only um, the anchor of this crazy outlandish show with, with these characters that were just so off the walls and insane all the time. He had to ground those characters, but also still have his own comedic moments, have drive these storylines first, and he was still funny. He was always great. Whereas this season around, I think he had a much easier task. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad to see some Jason Bateman love, but um, it's for me, it was not as impressive a performance as we've seen from him in the past. Uh, so for me, it's Louis C.K. or Alec Baldwin. I may agree with you that it wasn't as great, but I don't agree uh, that he shouldn't be nominated. I don't know that you said that. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm not saying, saying that. that. Yeah, I definitely, definitely deserve to be nominated. I, I am happy, happy to see him nominated. I just don't think it's it's, it's, it's a winning, winning performance. He wasn't he wasn't uh, the best thing about season four of Rest Development, but I think he had a tough job to do in that Michael yeah, yeah. goes from like the the straight man of the show to being really I think as deeply unlikable as everyone else on the show uh, in season four and. Bateman pulled that off, so I definitely Absolutely. think he's supposed to be nominated. He did, I think he did, half he did of this job. category... I, I, oh, go ahead. I want to reiterate again that I'm not saying that he should not have been nominated. Sure. Uh, I'm just, like, I, I, I definitely am impressed by what he did this season. I, I do love it, uh, the performance he gave and the arc that he took that character on and just how well he sold it. Um, and I think it's definitely worthy of recognition in terms of a nomination. However, in terms of, is that the performance that wins the category... I won't, I won't be disappointed, disappointed if he wins. I'll be very happy if he wins. But I think, for me, for me I, I this, this is the sort of category where I, I although, although I'm not the biggest, the biggest fan, fan of the show, I can recognize that Louis C.K. deserves recognition for what he's doing. So I will never be disappointed to see Louis C.K. win this award. Um, I'd, I'd love to talk about how to fill the slots that I think should be abandoned by Don Cheadle, Matt LeBlanc, and Jim Parsons. Don Cheadle, House of Lies is just like a bad show with a good actor in it. Um, so I have yeah, no yeah. idea what it's doing there, except that the Emmy saw Don Cheadle could be nominated for something. Um, but I want to move on instead. So sure, sure. let's assume that we could fill those slots and move on to lead actress in a comedy series. Nominees are Lena Dunham for Girls, Laura Dern for Enlightened, Tina Fey for 30 Rock, Amy Poehler for Parks and Rec, Julie Louis-Dreyfus for Veep, and Edie Falco for Nurse Jackie, a, a show that is still apparently a comedy. Um, even though I, to be fair, I haven't ever watched it, but everything I've seen of it does not seem like a comedy to me, but I'll take it, whatever. Isn't it on TNT? TNT? It's on No, it's on Showtime. Oh, uh, okay. What am I thinking of? What's, what's the TNT, TNT show, show about nurses? Uh, I don't know. Some yeah, show yeah. about nurses on TNT. Huh. Yeah, they know drama, nice. Chris. They know I mean, it. They do. That, that, that was my point. point. I was like, I was very concerned. concerned. Like, they, they, they know drama, drama. they're doing comedy now? What is this crazy world? Do what you know, TNT. Um, <laughs> with what you know. Sam, what are your thoughts on the lead action in a comedy series? Lead actress in a comedy series. I think it's a really, I mean, just looking at it, what a talented group. Yeah. Just that's, top that's to bottom. Act, Tina yeah, Fey, Laura Dern, Lena Dunham, Edie Falco, Amy Poehler, Julie Lou Dravis. This is probably the most talent-packed category. This is the stacked category, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um. The, the ones I haven't seen are Nurse Jackie and Laura Dern, and everything I heard about this season of Enlightened was that it was, like, some of the best television this year, so... Don't Laura worry, Dern I'll talk seems, about it in a second. <laughs> yeah, Laura Dern seems to definitely belong here, and I know she's a talented actress. Edie Falco is Edie Falco, so there's no surprise there, even though I haven't seen Nurse Jackie. Um, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Lena Dunham have all done great work this year. Um, I really hope that Tina Fey wins because I feel like 
you know, that'll be the ultimate win for 30 Rocks last season. Because Tina Fey is, like, really such a comedy genius. I hope she gets recognized. And she does great work acting, too. Um, Amy Poehler, I feel like, is kind of be is going to be kind of Steve Carell'd in that she's got this role right now where it's, you know, she should win for this at some point. But I'm afraid she'll just be kind of stuck in that spot where she'll never win. Uh, Lena Dunham, I can see taking it home just because Girls has gotten uh, Emmy love in the past. Um, and, Le- and Lena Dunham, I think, was better this year than she was in the previous year of Girls. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus is always an Emmy threat because she is she's won, she's won Emmys for things not as good as Veep. So Yeah, um, and for performances in which she was not as good as she is on Veep. Yeah, so... And I, I, I'm someone who is uh, a big fan of Veep, and I definitely wouldn't be upset if I saw any of these women win. I'm going to be rooting for Amy Poehler, knowing that she will lose. Um, yeah, th- there's not anyone in here that I would say, like, you know, screw them for winning. They don't deserve it. They're all fantastic actresses, so. Uh, Chris, thoughts on action and comedy series? I, I agree with Sam wholeheartedly that uh, Tina Fey winning this category would be for me, the best narrative to come out of this, I would love to see Tina Fey get recognized for her work on that final season. But uh, as also, I I love to see Julia Louis Dreyfus. I mean, like really, it's it's a great category. It's it's phenomenal. Um, I I think this is the cat like you said, it's the stacked category. But if I had to choose one, it's Tina Fey. When I would be mad if Edie Falco won an Emmy. And I think I probably would be here. That tells you that you're in a talented category. Because while, yeah. as we've all said, we don't watch Nurse Jackie, she's Edie Falco is definitely one of the best actresses around. Um, yeah. Yeah. And when I would be mad to see her win over the other nominees, you know you're in a good category. <laughs> um, I'd love to see Tina Fey win because, uh, like I said, I think 30 Rock has one of the greatest final seasons in sitcom history. But because this is the most high-profile nomination for what I think may be the best show on television this year, um, definitely will be in my top five coming into the year. I would like to see Laura Dern win for Enlightened. Um, this, it's a really, I think she has the toughest performance uh, of anyone in this category in that she's playing a character that is both inherently unlikable and completely sympathetic. Um, she's this self-centered, self-righteous uh, crusader who really doesn't know what she's doing uh, nearly as much as she thinks she is, really isn't doing anything nearly as important as she thinks, and yet, she's trying, and it's so it's it's inspiring, um, and it's funny. She's really, really funny and dramatic. It's it's really a complex performance in a way that uh, I think maybe some of the other ones are not. Um, and that she is so funny and so dramatically resonant in the role, I would give it to Laura Dern. But if not Laura, then definitely Tina Fey, who, um, I mean, Liz Lemon is is a sitcom icon, um, and this was this is the last time we can nominate her, so. Give it to her. Though, again, if any of these women win, except maybe Edie Falco, the show I don't watch, to be fair, um, I'll be happy. Why don't we move on to comedy series? Um, the nominees are The Big Bang Theory, Girls, Louie, Modern Family, 30 Rock, and V. So, Chris, why don't we start with you? I think Chris had to go get more coffee, Jordan. Uh, Sam, why don't we start with you, then? Goddamn right. Um, well, I think it is about time that someone recognized Modern Family for what they're doing on television. <laughs> um, seriously, though, um, 
I think this is a good group. You know, no matter how I disparage Modern Family, I'd probably kick out Modern Family and the Big Bang Theory and probably replace it with Parks and Recreation and Archer. I think or, it would be or two. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you guys would put in Happy Endings. Because uh, I haven't seen that show. I would, uh, but I, I, that's just too unrealistic. New Girl, though, is a show that it's like it got nominated before, and it's insane that it's not nominated this year for a, a season. Like I like season one of New Girl. Season two of New Girl was great, great television, and it's one of the best comedies on TV right now. Yeah, um, my personal pick for who I think should win is um, Louie. It's I like I said before I'd put Louie up against and I'll put Louie up against Breaking Bad and Mad Men for best show on television. Um, I think you know I think people might not give it as much weight because it's a half hour and it's comedy and it's kind of weird. But what what Louis C.K. doing is I think more revolutionary for television than anything Breaking Bad or uh, Mad Men's doing. I think I it's it's completely it's completely changing television in the way that you know FX I think <laughs> wants to claim its shows kind of break out of television norms and it's right on the mark there. Um, if not Louis, I hope Thirty Rock wins as a send off just because you know Thirty Thirty Rock is like that dependable show that is just like a machine and cranking out jokes all these years and it kind of had a lull but then it had a great comeback. And by the time the show ended, you know, everyone I, was really sad to see it go. And how many times could you really say that about a long running comedy is that you're truly sad that we're not getting more episodes from these people. And I, think we're season seven like, of oh, Rock, I think season seven of 30 Rock was as good as the show ever was. I think I think, yeah, I, I, I think season, season the, the final season of 30 Rock deserves recognition for, for the simple fact that I don't know that I've ever seen a comedy end on a stronger note. I think we all talked multiple times before just how impressed we were by the final season of 30 Rock. But not only did like 30 Rock like come out of that slump, refine itself, remind us why we all loved it in the first place, but um, I, I think for the most part, endings to comedy series have this sort of saccharine quality to them, um, where it's... Most, Most of my favorite comedies, comedies, when I think back to their last seasons, when I think back to their send-offs, they're just, they're just not as funny anymore. But, like, but like, I love the characters so much, it doesn't matter to me. I just like seeing their wind down the stories. I like seeing all the final um, elements of the show return trotted out for one last time. I think one of the best examples I can think for this is um, a show I really loved, uh, Frasier, I think uh, is an example of... Not, not a very funny, funny final season, season, but I loved the characters so much. much. Um, it, it was it was fine. It was just a little bit more um, heartfelt. Based around this is what's happening to them. This is their heartfelt send off. This is their final. Like this is where they're going. Uh, and it didn't have to be a laugh factory. But Thirty Rock managed to do both. Thirty Rock not only managed to be incredibly heartfelt and wrap everything up in ways that were very emotional. Like I. I that last episode really, like, it really got to me. Like, I stopped watching and I was just like, wow, that's the end of 30 Rock. Like, we, there is no more 30 Rock coming. And I was really, I was really saddened by that. Um, it, but it was like, it was, it, it returned to being that comedy juggernaut during that time. At the same time, like, it, it really stepped up the laughs. And it was just back to that rapid fire 30 Rock machine of just joke, 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 joke. And it, it really found an incredible balance. 
and ended so strongly that I think that has got to be recognized. I would love to see 30 Rock win this category. And if Modern Family wins, I'm going to die a little bit on the inside. What was what's shocking to me is um, not only was it as funny as it's ever been, like I said, but this was a show that I always, you know, in the early seasons of 30 Rock when I was writing, but I would say, like, these are like cartoon characters. I don't really need to care about anyone outside of Jack and Liz on the show, and that's fine. I think it works for the show. By the end of the series, they had made me realize that I really cared about every single character on the show, no matter how silly and cartoonish they were. And they made it like they made those emotions real and they made the emotional payoff for their end work. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like that, like it was, it took me by surprise how much I ended up caring about literally everyone on the show. Um, and that, that I think was a feat. I would say Enlightened should be in this category. Uh, it is a travesty that it's not nominated for Best Comedy Series. And as much as I agree, Sam, that I think Louie is one of the best things on TV, so is Enlightened. Um, and I'd love to be sitting here right now talking about how either Louie or Enlightened should be taking this home because they are the two best half-hour shows on TV. And they are. Um, but I can't say that I can't say that I hope Enlightened will because it didn't even get nominated. So that's the big one for me. Throw Enlightened in there, and I would like to see either Enlightened or Louie win. Um, but honestly... My heart will be the happiest, even though I think Enlightened and Louie are better, if 30 Rock wins for its final season, just because it was so good, and I miss it. So, if 30 Rock wins, fantastic. If Louie wins, fantastic. Honestly, if Girls wins, cool. If Veep wins, fine. I don't think Veep should win, but it's good. I don't um, think Veep will win, though. No. Oh, well, there's, yeah. there's, there's no way. But if it if it should manage to win, I wouldn't be upset. Like, I think it's a good show. If the Big Bang Theory yeah, yeah. of Honor Family wins, I will probably curse on our live blog. So be prepared yeah. for that. <laughs> oh, no. No live blog cursing, please. Yeah, so um, keep it clean, please. Yeah, of course. It's a family live blog. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not we... true at all. It will not be a family live no, blog. No, there will be a lot of filthiness and cursing, I'm sure. There, that's how we make it through these things, folks. Um, so let's do drama series really quick, because this has, of course, gone longer than we expected. Um, it always does. The nominee. Well, there's always so much to talk about with the Emmys. <laughs> the nominees are Breaking Bad, Downton Abbey, Homeland, Game of Thrones, House of Cards, and Mad Men. Um, I don't remember. I think, Chris, it's your turn to go first, so go ahead. Um, you know, you know I, I think that... that well, first of all, again, I don't watch Homeland, so I'm sure that I'm probably going to be excluded for... Um, well, you said the second season of Homeland wasn't as great, if I remember correctly. No, so I definitely don't think that's probably not going to be included in conversation. Okay, so, and I don't watch Downton Abbey. Um, that being said, I, you know, it's, it's a really tough choice for me between, um, Mad Men Breaking Bad right now, because I, I think Breaking Bad had the stronger season, but it was, it was also a shorter season. It was only eight episodes. So I think, um, it's kind of, it's kind of tough to judge it as on this weird little half season they had there. I mean, that being said, uh, Breaking Bad did have one of the most impressive episodes of not only that series, but of television uh, in, gen uh, in general with uh, in Gliding, Gliding Overall was the name of the episode. Yeah, the finale last year. Yeah. So I think that that alone is a strong statement for why it deserves to take home this category. Um, Mad Men, again, just is always a solid performer. Um Really enjoyed this season a lot. Maybe not my favorite season of the show, just coming off of how incredible I thought season five was. Um, season six didn't wow me quite in that same way, didn't have quite that same magic that I thought five did. 
um, but still just a really great season. Um, I mean, Game of Thrones, I, I love the hell out of, but I, I just don't think it has the chops to compete with some of these other shows in terms of, like, I definitely think it deserves to be nominated, but um, I don't know that, like, I would like to see it win. I don't think I would be outraged if it won, but I just don't think it's quite as strong as some of the other shows in this category, especially with this, I, this season, I think, was one of their stronger seasons, if not their strongest season ever. But at the same time, I'd rather see uh, Breaking Bad or Mad Men win. And, um, I mean, we've said it before, but I also have to just mention it really quickly right now. It is a shame that Justified is not in this category because this season, this past season, watching Justified finally um, transform itself into this show that uh, I didn't know that they were heading in this direction. But when it became like when it became a, more about like this whole wider world and just had all these pieces on the table and was finally just like let unleashed what I think is their master plan. Uh, the show was incredible. Season four of Justified was amazing and definitely deserved to be in here because the show stepped up to a whole new level. It was um, really impressive work from the entire cast all around. So I would have liked to see Justified in this category. But in terms of a win, I would be happy with Mad Men or Breaking Bad. Either or. Sam? Um, I feel like a lot of ground has been covered already. I'll just say that Breaking Bad or Mad Men, if either one wins, I'll be a happy camper just because they're amazing television shows. Um, I kind of feel like Mad Men, it makes up for a lot of its acting snubs by constantly winning best drama, <laughs> which I think is kind of fair, I guess. Um, you know, for a show that I, I feel, how many times has it won best drama at the end? Uh, I think times? it won four times. Four times. For a show that's won so many times, it hasn't won that many acting awards, which is insane, I think. Um, but yeah. I don't have much to add. Game of Thrones, I think it had its best season yet this year. Um, Homeland, not so good this year. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, I will cheer in support. I will as, say... long as, as long as Modern Family doesn't somehow take home best drama. <laughs> what an upset. I didn't see that one coming at all. Um... <laughs> I'll say, first of all, I don't want to get into what I imagine might be a fight with you, Sam, so I'll just say it, and you can get mad at me, and we can talk about it later. I think the last season of Downton Abbey was bad TV. Like, I don't even think it was not as good as Downton Abbey's been before. I, like, actively did not enjoy watching it to the point that if Paul Giamatti wasn't coming on in season four, I don't know that I'd be watching season four. Um, so I would be happy to see it out of here. Um, Homeland also, I don't think it really deserves to be here. I also don't really think House of Cards deserves to be here. But um, I definitely, Chris, would throw Justified in here, absolutely. The big one I want to champion, and I know you all agree, I just think it maybe slipped your mind or whatever, Hannibal. Um, I think Hannibal... Oh, yeah. I think Hannibal <laughs> Where's is, Hannibal? Yeah, I think yeah. Hannibal is a show that, like, when the year in list comes, I don't know. There's a chance that it'll be, like, it may be above Mad Men or Breaking Bad on my list. I would say, I, I, I don't know. I haven't thought about it enough yet. But it's one of the best shows on TV right now. It, I don't know. Every, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Every week it blew me away. Every week, um, and I think it should be here. Um, I was there was another one I was gonna mention. What was I gonna? Crap. There was another show that I was gonna say. Why is this not? Oh, The Good Wife. Um, I understand why The Good Wife's not here because it didn't have its best season. But The Good Wife had a better season than probably three of the nominees here. So I'd like. To, I wouldn't like to see it win. 
um, because it did not have its best season. But I would like to see it nominated over some of these nominees. So if this if this list was Breaking Bad, uh, Game of Thrones, Mad Men, The Good Wife, Justified, and Hannibal, I think it would be a representation of like some of the best things on TV, um, and I'd be happier with it. The nominees we have, yeah, you're you've said it before, um, and I agree. Breaking Bad or Mad Men. Breaking Bad maybe just because it hasn't won Best Drama yet, right? Like I think I think like Mad Men always wins uh, Best Drama series and doesn't win for the actors. I think Cranston wins, Aaron Paul's won, and it doesn't win Best Drama series. Um, maybe they're saving for the last season. The Emmys doesn't usually consciously do things like that, so I would say give it to Breaking Bad. Um, Mad Men had its best season last year and didn't win. So that that's kind of upsetting, and maybe I'd like to see Mad Men come back and win this year, but it's won a lot. Breaking Bad hasn't yet, so give it to Breaking Bad, I'd say. Um, any last thoughts on the Emmys before we finally move on to Comic-Con stuff? The nominations this year, actually, like, I, I think I, I messaged you about this when they came out that morning. I like My, my initial reaction to seeing this list of nominees was, um, I think this was a stronger crop than... I, I remember seeing in more recent years. Maybe I'm just it, it, I'm just too I close agree. to it to not really I remember. My, I, yeah, I, I think it was. You know, we 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 we're gonna we're always gonna bitch about. We're always gonna nitpick because that's what we do. Yeah, but uh, overall, I, I was I was pretty happy with the nominees this year. I I think they definitely came much more closer to getting it right than they usually do. I I think it was a pretty good list of choices. I think we're in a place, Sam and I were talking about this yesterday, um, sort of bemoaning it in a, in a joking way. I think we're in a place where there is so much good TV that it's almost impossible for the Emmys not to stumble over a lot of things that they're going to get right. Um, yeah. There's just, I mean, you're not going to see everything nominated because there's just too much to nominate. Um, it's not a bad situation to be in, uh, to have some of my favorite stuff not getting nominated because other things that I really, really like are being nominated. Um, yeah. It's just... I think 2013 is going to go down in the record books as as a great, great year of television. Um, and I think the Emmys got a lot of things right. Did they miss some things? Sure. They're always going to miss some things. But my takeaway from these nominations is they got a lot of things right. And I think it's going to be a good Emmys year. Um, even though on the day, a lot of things are going to win that we're going to be pissed about. And I'll still be pissed. I'd like to not be, but I will be. Um, but from this vantage point, I'll say they did a pretty good job this year. Sam? Agreed completely. I'm just, I'm, the only thing I'm just... I'm, I'm happy they nailed was getting Jonathan Banks a nomination. Yeah. Um, that would have been the only thing that like would have really upset me deeply if he didn't get nominated. Um, other than that, you know, I've kind of, I've kind of learned to accept, you know, that modern family is going to have 80 acting nominations and will probably win everything. You know, I've learned to accept those sorts of things with Emmys and I'm happy when, you know, they surprise me with people like Jonathan Banks. So I'm, I'm definitely taking this one in, uh, this year in stride. And I think they did a, as good a job as the Emmys can do because they just, they don't seem capable of, of kind of stretching to the point where, I don't know, Nick Offerman gets a nomination, but who knows, who knows what the future holds. Who knows? Uh, all right. With that, Chris, I'm going to toss to you and let's talk Comic-Con. Okay, we just spent a whole lot of time talking about uh, award nominations, uh, so I don't really want to spend too much time on this, but I think we need to at least touch on it, in that the Eisner Awards were announced on Friday night. The, for those of you who don't know, the Eisners are, I, I would say, comics' most prestigious award. 
So I just want to really go through some of the winners really quickly. Um, we saw a lot of love for Saga, which I don't think is going to surprise anybody. Uh, Saga won for Best Continuing Series, uh, Best New Series. Um, it also took, uh, I want to say it took Best Writer, but let me just confirm that. Yes, it, also Brian K. Vaughn won for Best Writer. So that's um, right off the top, like three three real big win, wins for Saga. In, in a very stacked category. I mean, you had uh, the, the nominees were Saga, Fatal, um, The Manhattan Projects, Profit, uh, and Hawkeye. And those are five amazing books. I, I don't quite love Profit as much as um, the some of, some of the critics I follow do, but I, I still think it's doing some really inventive stuff. Um, but, I mean, Saga is just an incredible book it's a juggernaut of a book that just keeps getting better keeps expanding its scope uh and keeps really just throwing out these wonderfully imaginative ideas and rooting it all with this incredible drama and these characters that i've just loved from the first page that we were introduced to them um so i it, it's hard to be upset about a saga win although i think when you have um two categories, best continuing series, best new series. Uh, I think you could have split that a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I, I think there was an opportunity to maybe recognize another book as opposed to just having it both be Saga. Um, though the list of nominees was almost identical. Uh, and then I just want to quickly uh, recognize that uh, best, um, really interestingly, best artist, um, for uh let me just cue it up um best cover artist went to david aha for hawkeye which is great Deserved. um yeah because uh, his covers are absolutely amazing um yeah i i just those were just a couple of the ones i wanted to touch on it was um uh there was another one in here i wanted to mention really quickly uh, something interesting to happen. Oh, uh, best penciler slash inker was a very interesting category this year because it was a three-way tie. Wow. You had uh, the artist <laughs> that <off>. won. <laughs> <laughs> well, th this is for basically best um, be best artist on a continuing series is what the category equates to. So you have David Aha for Hawkeye splitting the award with Chris Samney on Daredevil. Um, and... I couldn't be happier with that. I mean, that's that was a tough. That was a Sophie's choice of ours. I mean, yeah. I, like week in week out, I can't decide who's doing a better job and who's doing more inventive things on their book. Um, both are just absolutely incredible, doing the work of their life, and I think um, always doing inventive things. I, I like the layouts on those books are just incredible. Like like you could teach a master's class in visual storytelling from Chris Samney's Daredevil. Like you honestly like. I love Wade's script, so this is a knock against him at all. But like, there for a lot of these issues, you could pretty much get the entirety of the story just from Sammy's pencils. Like, that's how good he is at storytelling. He, oh, I com I completely agree. I mean, Daredevil's penciling is like every. I mean, like you said, every week that that book comes out, uh, uh, you know. And when I look at Hawkeye, it's like which one of these is more incredible? And honestly, I think both of them. So I'm glad that they both split the award. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so moving on with that, let's just talk about some of the bigger news from Comic-Con. Uh, for me, the thing that 
uh, I was most excited about was the first look at the upcoming Veronica Mars film, finally getting some behind the scenes footage, uh, as well as an early cut of the trailer, which um, uh, made me very more excited for the project than I thought I could be. Um, I really, really like uh, what I saw from that trailer. It got me very excited again. It, for me, the little teases we got just is just so reassuring to see these actors um, step back into these roles and just really bring these characters to life again. And I, I'm excited. I think it looks I think it looks like a lot of fun. Like the idea of the the high school reunion. Um, I, I I could not be. I, I thought I was excited for this movie, but now it just seems so much more real to see the trailers and to kind of get a tease and a taste of where what the plot's going to be. Um, so yeah, I for me that was the big moment from Comic Con seeing that footage. Uh, did you guys have a chance to watch the trailer? Yes, um, Sam. Uh, well, I'll I'll speak briefly and then I'll kick to Sam to, for his thoughts. Um, okay. I thought it looked really good. Um, I have concerns about the movie, which I think we've talked about before. Um, mostly in that my favorite thing about Veronica Morris was the world building um, and the way that it sort of developed over a season, a bunch of characters who could bounce back and forth and appear in unexpected places and serve as interesting ongoing suspects. And I think the movie is just going to have to rely on the existing world, which is plenty vibrant, but I might miss a little bit of that, that world building aspect. And of course I have to say that I will obviously I hate that Piz is going to be there. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, Basically, like Piz, Piz being there is is a tra tragedy to me. Um, but I'll I'll get over that. The rest of the trailer looked good. I'm sure it will be fun. Uh, if nothing else, I'm sure I'll be happy to see these characters again. Uh, and I'm sure Rob Thomas has great ideas that are going to go into this. Uh, Sam. Um, something that's encouraging to me is I think Rob Thomas knows how fans feel about Piz. Certainly, um, what's his name, Chris Lowell. Yeah. Yeah. He, he certainly knows how fans feel about Piz. I feel like he's joked about Piz being killed or basically just hated by fans he's joked about this in the past so i feel like that's definitely an awareness that um you know that the show has and i think they'll be able to play off of that well um i just i thought it was so cool to see in the trailer just see it look like wow this is veronica mars but it looks like it's in a movie it doesn't look like a tv show yeah. it looks like a movie and of course, you know, well, it is a movie. It should look like that, but it's still, it was kind of jarring to see. I mean, I don't think, I don't think they shot on film because that would be probably too expensive, but you know, on HD, you know, digital film, it, it yeah. was, it was definitely such a cool thing to see and to see it actually coming to life and to hear Veronica kind of talk in her Veronica way. Um, I'm, I'm definitely thrilled for the movie. I, like Jordan said, you know, the show thrived on being able to build like a world each season so that the mysteries kind of had more context. And I'm kind of worried that they're going to be two or three new people introduced in the movie. And it's going to be like Scooby-Doo as in, all right, well, we have two hours or whatever to figure out who did it. And it's not going to be Logan because, they're, not, you know, it's not going to be it's not going to be Piz. Or I mean, if it was Piz, if it, if it was if it was Logan though, uh, Thomas could out Whedon. Whedon. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> imagine if he went that direction for just like he's like, and Veronica Mars is like, like, I have to put you down, right? And then she yeah. she, she kills him of mice and men style. I was gonna um, say the movie ends with Veronica Mars like putting Logan down uh, <laughs> and shooting him in the head. Yeah. And um, then Piz skateboards by and is like, hey guys. 
<laughs> He's like, did you hear my latest radio interview with Pink? And then Pink makes a cameo appearance. Um, <laughs> and then Pink sings a song and everyone dances while Logan's just bleeding. <laughs> yeah, Pink just has a 20-minute concert while Logan bleeds out. <laughs> and dancing on top of him. <laughs> I feel like we should have written the new Veronica yeah, Mars movie. Clearly, <laughs> fans. clearly we know what the fans want. <laughs> Um, I, I really trust Rob Thomas. Um, and I think while the show is not going to be able to kind of build the world like it would in a normal season, I think it's really going to depend on, it's really going to lean on us loving these characters and knowing these characters so well that it's going to be, that it'll find a way to work. Um, at the same time, I, I think Rob Thomas has talked about how, he kind of he doesn't want it to be you know for fans only. He wants it to be a movie that people who haven't watched the show could pick up and watch. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how it will be successful as that, frankly, because we just know That's so much cool. about these characters um, that I'm not sure it'll work that way. But uh, you know, we've all seen the show at this point, so we won't really be able to look at it from that viewpoint. But it'll certainly be interesting to hear um, film critics who haven't seen the show how they'll react to the movie either way i am i am thrilled for this movie and i'm sure there's like a lot of fun cool stuff that we don't know about yet because it seems like we know so much already about the movie that'll kind of be a surprise for us and i'm looking forward to those surprises and being surprised hooray veronica mars it's happening yeah all right with that though yeah you gotta run right i have to leave all right get out of here chris and i are gonna go ahead i've literally started work already (laughs) <laughs> get out of here um chris and i are going to run down a few more things that happened at comic-con before the show wraps up but we'll talk to you later sam all right bye sam. all right chris what's next uh i think up next uh another piece of exciting news that came out of comic-con was the announcement that uh avengers 2 will officially be titled um avengers age of ultron um heavily have well admitting that Ultron will be the villain of Avengers 2, which is something I think we kind of all suspected for a while, uh, maybe even had even been uh, hinted by Whedon. But uh, I think that's exciting. Um, I Ultron is probably one of the bigger name Avengers villains. Um, I think it's a natural progression for the series to go to. Uh, it, it makes me wonder uh, what other new characters we're going to see, if we're going to see... Um, uh, Hank Pym make an appearance in the Avengers. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm very excited to know that that's the direction we're going in. Um, and uh, yeah, I, it's it's just cool to have like a title for it, like an idea. And like, a, I mean, it's it's such a ways off, but at the same time, it's like I'm already getting psyched for it uh, now that we know more about it. I was under the impression based on the teaser that Thanos was going to be around next time, but I guess maybe that's just for Guardians. I think that's what they're building to. I, I, I think I, I think it's hard to escalate from Thanos, so I think they're saving him for the third one. Fair enough. Like I think I think we're gonna get introduced to Thanos in um Guardians, but then we're really gonna see um we're really gonna see uh him in the central villain role for Avengers three. Or maybe I don't know. Like, I, I could almost see it, like, depending on how Marvel continues to build their stock of movies, I could almost see them after, like, several Avengers movies, after a couple Guardians movies, et cetera, et cetera, that they maybe shift, even shift to sort of, like, a uh, an event style for their films. Like, 
the, the same way they do event comics, like it's you could maybe possibly see event movies where these the stories just keep getting bigger, and you could see like um, potentially the Guardians interacting with the Avengers in some sort of mega event somewhere. But, I, you um, know, I, I think that's interesting. I've always thought a comics event would work very well on television. I don't know how it would work in the movies. Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be it'd be interesting. I, I don't I don't know if we'd ever see it, but um People tend to get pissed when you have things like Pirates Two and Three or The Matrix Two and Three, where yeah. it's like, here's half the story, come back in six months for the rest. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely. That is that is absolutely a fact. But I yeah, I don't know. I could I, I could see them maybe going in that direction. Like that's I, I think the I think the more prohibitive part is just like these casts that are demanding more and more money and then mashing them together in the same movie. I think that's where you would run into a sticking point. Yeah, um, but ultimately, like, think of how much money Avengers made. I feel like they can justify the cast if they can figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron is going to be the sequel. Um, very exciting. it shares a title with a really not very good uh, event that just came out of Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but I highly doubt they're going to have anything in common. Um, oh, I'm sure. I, I completely doubt. I mean, that story was just so um, base. Like you had to be like highly entrenched in the knowledge of the Marvel universe, and it's it it's just so. It's it's not an accessible story to base a movie around, and it's just it's just a title. It, 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 I agree with you that it is unfortunate, but I don't think it's evocative of the story direction they're going. Oh uh, yeah, I sincerely doubt that it will be. Yeah. Uh, um, um. Yeah, cool. Uh, obviously excited about Avengers too. Like, I don't know that I have much yeah. to add on that front. Uh, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about when more details are released on that movie. Um, what else do we need to talk about before we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, I think we should touch on DC's movie plans. We know that there is, in addition to the Justice League movie, there is also a Superman Batman movie in the works and a Flash movie. I think it's on a every two years. I think it's the release plan on that. I think uh, the first one is Superman, Batman, then Flash, then Justice League. Um, oh, so Justice League is now coming out, like, end of the decade? Yeah. Uh, hang on. Let me find where I had that. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't really followed the story. I know Justice League has been something that's been rumored for a while, but they haven't really had any firm details about that. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I think twenty. I want to say twenty seventeen was the the. Oh, here it is. Um, yeah, twenty fifteen is going to be Superman Batman. Um. So. Do we have Cavill for sure? Cavill, however you pronounce his name. Yes. Um. And we don't know who Batman is. No, Batman is going to be recast. Um. Well, yeah, so we know it won't be Christian Bale. Yeah, uh, but... Uh, yeah, and, and Christopher Nolan will be executive producing again. The Cavill's back. Bat, uh, they're going to recast Batman. Um, it's... Uh, so so that's, that's the I think, the next big release to look for is going to be Superman Batman. I think, I think that's a good way of sort of building towards... Um, Justice League, I, I, I think, I don't think that they can follow the Avengers model, I, even though that's kind of what they're trying to do right now, because, like, I think, uh, th- there's also a Flash movie that was announced, too, that, uh, I want to say 2016 is when they're aiming for that one, 
Um, and then the idea is Justice League in 2017. But I, I think like starting it with a Superman Batman film would be a good way of starting to like build that shared universe and work up to Justice League. I, I, I think it's a smart move. Um, but again, I haven't really loved any of um, the Warner Brothers uh, films that weren't the Nolan Batman trilogy. So, you know, I'm skeptical because it's like, I like Man of Steel really isn't um, the direction I wanted to see from these films. Uh, it also announced was that Zack Snyder is, has confirmed that he's doing the sequel for Man of Steel, um, which if that's the basis for how the, the universe that they're building, um, I, I'm not terribly optimistic about loving these films, but you never know. Hopefully things can turn around. Hopefully things can get better, but I, I just don't want to see more of this sort of like grim, gritty, dark DC that we're seeing so much of not, not only in the films, but in the comics as well. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't like that direction. I don't think it works for those characters and I, I really hope they're not going to keep leaning into that and just going darker and darker and grittier because it's, um, it, they're, they're not fun movies. They're, they're like, I had a lot of problems with Man of Steel and, um, if they're just going to keep making that tone, just more of that tone for Justice League is not what I think will make a successful Justice League movie. But I mean, there's a plan in place. It's, um... 2017 is the tentative release date. We've heard that before, but it seems like they're they're really happy with the results of the Man of Steel so that there's a timetable on the books now. So that's tentatively you're going to see Superman Batman in uh, 2015, Flash 2016, and Justice League 2017. All right. Well, um, I, I am deeply skeptical of DC's ability to do the Marvel thing, honestly. Um, yeah. For a lot of reasons, I think we've talked about some of them before. I'm sure we'll talk about more of them later. Uh, but I'll just, I'll color me deeply skeptical, and yet, Superman, Batman, I'll be there, sure. I think Henry Cavill, uh, Cavill I don't really know how to pronounce his name. That guy. Yeah, me either. Great, well-cast Superman uh, in a not-great Superman movie. So yeah, I'd like to I, see, I'll I, agree with that. I'd like to see him again. I'd like to see him in a better movie. So hopefully, Batman, Superman will be that. I like Batman a lot. He's probably, he's got potential to be a great Superman, so hopefully things will get better. But Man of Steel does not set a good uh, starting point in my mind. No, it, it does not. I mean, that, that film has a lot of problems. That I'm sorry I wasn't around for that podcast to talk about. But um, it's, it, it's a precedent that really worries me in the sense that, like, if this is the movie that's developing the tone in the same way that Iron Man set the tone for the Marvel movies... Um, I, I, I just don't have, like, I'm worried. I mean, like, I don't think Zack Snyder is the guy who can drive this shared universe. I don't think Zack Snyder is the guy who can lay this foundation for something sustainable. Um, I, I think that DC is kind of committing to a path where I, I think they have to at this point. I mean, like you would only re revamp so many times for so many failed movies. Um, but I, I just I, I wish that they would have chosen a different direction going forward. I, I don't know that uh, Snyder's Superman is going to improve in any measurable way. I think we're just going to see more of the same, and I was not impressed with what we got from that Superman film. Yeah, I'm prepared for a, a series of dour 
completely humorless, explosion-driven uh, movies that won't interest me all that much. Yeah. Uh, of course, we will see all of them and probably talk about most of them on the podcast, so we'll keep it on that. Um, any last stories we want to hit before we lock this thing down? Because we are further th- uh, further along than I expected us to be. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's, it's a packed show already. I think we can wrap up there. All right, so that was Comic-Con. Uh, we talked the Emmys, we talked Comic-Con. Any big news that comes out, we will talk about uh, on the next podcast, where, as I said at the beginning of the show, we will be discussing Top of the Lake and Undefeated. So rush off and catch up with those things. They're all on Netflix Instant, um, so that you can either listen to all of us when we dig into some spoiler territory, or so you can throw out things for us on uh, Twitter at ReviewBeNamed, uh, at ReviewBeNamedGmail.com, or on the website uh, in the comment section that you'd like to hear us discuss on that episode. Um, for now, we'll announce the uh, Rachel Tardif Memorial Award winner for the week. Um, the winner for the Rachel Tardif Memorial Award for Best Performance in the Week goes to... Chris, can I get a drum roll? That was a great drum roll, right? Yeah, that was beautiful. I think it should uh, go to me for that drum roll. It will not. <laughs> Instead, it will go to Jonathan Banks, who has <laughs> been an MVP for Breaking Bad for years, and finally is going to get some recognition. Even if he doesn't win, which, as we've said, is not all that likely, he's finally been nominated for a role he's deserved to be nominated for for a while and for giving the biggest and probably best performance he gave uh, in the history of the show. So, Jonathan, congratulations. Come down and get your trophy and small cash prize. Uh, we're a little afraid of you, but we'd still like to talk to you. Um, so, yeah. I think that'll be great. Uh, with that, I have been Jordan. This has been the Arabian Name Podcast. And I just thought I should let you know Son, you've got a panty on your head. <laughs>